Hey friends, you're listening to Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry, a place where you can discover your purpose, your passion, and a place to get tips to get zest for your life back. Keep listening. Every Monday and Thursday, new uploads and tons of laughs right here. Hey friends, welcome to Whole Heart. This is Monica C. Guidry. And if you are tuning in for the first time, well, this is my first show ever. Yay! (laughs) I am a mother of four. I am a wife to an amazing husband for almost 20 years. It will be 20 years on November the 25th. And I feel like I am hitting my stride as I am now 41 years old. And I wish that when I was younger, the things that I am learning now, I knew then. I think everybody always says that, but hindsight is 2020. And we are in 2020 and I have clear vision, no matter if we are in a pandemic (laughs) or handing quarantine or not. Um, Today is um, June the 1st and I am recording this live without any interruptions. All of the kiddos are downstairs and hopefully entertained uh, while I present to you my very first podcast. I am excited about this because I believe that whole hearts are joyful hearts, full as in F-U-L-L. You may notice that I use a lotus symbol, and I'll explain some of that a little later, but I kind of want to get into this very first episode as I know this is why you're tuning in, right? So quarantine 2020, COVID-19 I want to start out to say that I know that um, this is a very serious matter. Lots of people have lost their lives already, and uh, my heart mourns for those who mourn, and I know that this is a very serious matter. While we were in quarantine, for myself, I decided that I was either going to come out a better person or I was going to come out a better person. There just wasn't any other way to go about it. Um, There were a list of things that I said that I wanted to do. I wanted to learn how to play the piano a little better. I wanted to be able to stretch and be a little bit more limbo because these muscles are tight. And I wanted to be more spiritually strong. And uh, it was while I was in this quarantine that Like many of you, I was faced with myself. It's when you stop and you have to listen to your own thoughts, uh, things get real. And one of the things that I was faced with dealing with was something that I have been dealing with my whole life, and that is rejection. And I don't know if you're tuning in and you clicked on this because you saw, hey, how did quarantine heal her from rejection? Well, I'm going to tell you exactly how that happened. Um, wholeness is my whole thing. And I believe that God wants us to be whole people. How do you attain wholeness? Wholeness comes when there aren't any broken pieces and rejection is a form of brokenness. And a rejection is also tied, tied to abandonment. Um, for me, I remember being a young girl and uh, probably 11 or 13 at the max going and visiting family in um, Alabama, in my mom's side. And there was an aunt there that um, 
was particularly fond of my cousin who was staying with us at the time. My cousin was a little fair in complexion and I was extremely dark complected and very, very, very skinny. So skinny that I was called sometimes olive oil. If you know who that is, kudos to you. You are just as old as I am. If you don't, well, that just means that you're probably a millennial or younger. <laughs> um, needless to say, I was very, very thin. And at the time of growing up during that time, being dark complected wasn't something that was necessarily celebrated. But I could tell that she was extremely drawn to my cousin. And as I noticed that, I was also trying my best to get my aunt's attention, love and affection the same way that I saw that she was giving my cousin that left a scar on me. Uh, I didn't know at the time that that's what had happened, but it, what, what took place later in life led me to discover and unearth that was one of the reasons and one of the things that led to me trying to get people's approval and to like me. Another incident that I can remember when I was younger was uh, my father had a friend um, a really close friend. And, and now all of these people, they didn't mean me any wrong on purpose. I just want to throw that disclaimer out there. But I remember him saying to my father, um, I have an older sister who is also fair skinned, has long, be- has and had long, beautiful hair. And I remember he would say, you need to watch out for that one because all the boys are going to be on her. And, um, you know, Monica, she's, she'll probably come into her own. I remember him saying that, um, you know, as a, as a side conversation, and I'm sure I'm, I'm taking some of the words out of context, but it was, it was basically like that. And that planted a seed. So here I am as an adult and growing up and trying to get and win the love of people. And while in the process of getting the love of people, um, and, and, and rightfully so, people have always kind of been drawn to me. I've always kind of been a per- people person. I love people naturally. Um, that's just something that is natural. I've always been very um, good with uh, friends and meeting new people and just not meeting any strangers. Matter of fact, I coined a phrase that says, I don't meet strangers. I only meet potential friends. And that is the truth. So all of that is my authentic self. But there is a deeper part of me that when I feel that um, someone may not like me, I go over the top and overcompensate to try to win their love and affection and attention. Um, And if I feel like that someone doesn't like me, it, it, it takes me to a place of uh, sinking within or thinking that I'm not worthy enough or thinking that I'm not good enough or or what I, I will do is build up a wall so high that people can't get in so they can't hurt me. It was a defense mechanism or I would only show so many layers of myself and then give them just enough because if I give them too much, I was fearful that I would lose them as a friend or they would abandon me as a friend or look at me completely different. Those are the extremes of rejection and abandonment. So here I am in quarantine and 
everybody is super busy during quarantine. I know that sounds kind of like an oxymoron because we have all of this time because everyone's sitting still. But everyone is kind of with themselves and trying to figure out what their new lives are. So here I am expecting certain things and in and in tears sometimes because I'm feeling as if I'm being locked out of people's lives. And I had to think to myself, okay, there's something wrong with this. This is not healthy. And so I asked God, I said, Father, reveal what's wrong and why I'm feeling this way. And sure enough, um, it was me being rejected. It was a place within myself that was wounded and broken. And I knew that I wanted to be healed. And I knew that God wanted to heal me. So I asked, I said, Father, can you please heal me from rejection? And I wish that boom, instantly it happened, but it didn't. It literally was a surgical process that I went through this entire time of, of, of asking God to reveal certain things like those situations that I was explaining to you guys. He, re, he, he gave, he took me back to those times when I was younger and those conversations and I had to replay them in my mind and forgive those people for what they did unknowingly to me. And while at the same time, allowing him to not repair what was broken, but to restore what was, or to, I'm sorry, or to restore what was broken, but make me new. And so every day I would wake up early in the morning and would just pray that God would um, heal me from rejection and heal me from abandonment. And I began to write. I began to write and I began to journal. And in the journaling, I began to just um, flow, just words begin to flow out of me, songs and and prayers and hymns and different things of just how I was feeling. And it was so therapeutic that I went back and read over these pages. And it was just like God was speaking to me and telling me that this whole time he's wanted me to be whole and healed from this, that where he was taking me, I could no longer hold on to those things. It wasn't something that would be purposeful for me. And so because of that, uh, he revealed to me some other things of why he needed me to see that it was an area of my life that was broken. Um, and I don't know if you're listening and you're saying to yourself, well, I don't relate to that. Or if you do relate to that, um, it's okay to feel what you're feeling. First of all, you want to feel with your, what you're feeling so that God can um, reveal it so that he can heal it. And that's one of my favorite saying is, Lord, reveal it so that you can heal it. I don't want to walk around bandaged anymore. I don't want to walk around with um, a temporary, um, a temporary staple or a stitch and, 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 and it come off prematurely. And then I'm left wounded in this gaping wound exposed. I want it to be completely gone. I want it to be completely free. And I'm going to tell you, I am free from rejection. Quarantine freed me from rejection because I had to deal with myself. I had to deal with these inner demons, these inner torments, these inner things that I would like to say, um, well, I'll just throw up a wall and just 
If I felt like someone was rejecting me or pushing me out, it was easy for me to build a wall and say, okay, you're not in my life anymore. Boom, it's over. But that's not healing. That's masking. That's not healing. That's literally putting up or sweeping things under the rug. It's not healing you. So you can scoop people out of your life or you can build up a wall and all of that stuff, but it's not healing. What healing is, is saying, okay, I I, I feel that, but it's okay. And I feel completely okay with the fact that people are living their lives and doing what they're doing. And we're all in this together that people are are not having to be at my beck and call all the time. And I don't have to put on or perform for anyone. I am okay being who I am, authentic, emotional, and super deep sometimes. And that is okay. And if you like it, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine too. We are okay being who God has called us to be. And I feel that when we allow ourselves to be our authentic selves, we give other people permission to do the same. So that's exactly what's happening. Um, That's exactly what happened to me. I've been freed of that. And then there's some other things in my life that God has done also. But that particularly, that's something that I have dealt with my whole life. I didn't even know what freedom felt like. I didn't know what healing felt like in that area. And I'm telling you, as I'm walking it out, it's like, oh my God, I, I, I'm free. Like, this is what healing feels like. This is what healing from rejection feels like. This is what healing is. If I can explain it, it's like being in a hot air balloon and wanting to go higher. But when you have rejection, you can't go high because you have these sandbags. The sandbags are representing rejection and abandonment and people pleasing and performing and striving. Those are what sandbags represent. For me, healing is me throwing those sandbags off of my hot air balloons so that I can go higher and higher and higher into the clouds. That's what being healed from rejection feels like. I am soaring. I'm soaring and I can see clearer and I can hear clearer And it's a beautiful thing. And if you're listening to this first podcast and you clicked on it because you said, how in the world did quarantine heal her from rejection? I'm telling you the reason how or the reason why. I don't know. We're going to use one of those things. It is because I stopped. I had to stop long enough to see that there was something broken. And I want you to think about that. Pause long enough to see the blind spots, to see what places are broken so that God can heal you. And that's what happened. I had to pause. I wasn't going somewhere Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I didn't have to rush my son anywhere. I didn't have to make sure that my husband was off to work because he had to work from home. I had to sit with myself and my thoughts and my feelings and deal with the fact that I was broken and now and now and now I'm free and I'm healed 
and I'm whole in that area. Am I whole complete? I'm working on it, but I can tell you this, because I'm free in this area, I am able to soar higher to other areas that I couldn't before because I had these sandbags holding me back. So thank you for tuning in again. If this was your first time listening to Whole Heart, um, welcome to the community. I'm so glad you're here. There's going to be more um, um, shows and more episodes and more interviews. This very first one, I kind of wanted to introduce myself. And I'm so grateful that you tuned in and you listened. And I promise you, there's going to be so much more material and so much more information that's going to help you take back your life just like I took back this area of my life and I'm going to give you tips and tools to do that and I'm going to bring in other resources and other people on this podcast to help you do that too because listen you were created to live a good life and a life full of joy and that's what you're going to do one whole heart at a time thanks for listening this is Monica C. Guidry until next time thanks for listening friends bye